Groundbreaking radio. Hey, Mort, do these suppositories come in other flavors? Skater, are you eating those? No, I'm shoving them up my butt. Of course I'm eating them. The opinions and viewpoints of the following program do not necessarily represent the viewpoints of WQKE management or the Student Association. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please call 518-564-2727 during regular business hours. We hope that you enjoy this portion of WQKE programming. She got a smile, yeah, she got a smile, and she's flashing it right at me. She got a wink. A wink across the bar and I know that it's meant to be She got a walk, oh she walking over and I think it could be my day She got a friend, oh she got a friend, now why she standing in her way It's a big fat friend, oh god there's always one Baby, 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 if it's boots you wanna knock, leave your chubby friend at home because she's gonna block the can. Now I'm afraid of no man with any alcohol, but I cannot compete with your big fat friend. Big fat friend. So big fat friend, ah, uh, we meet again. You will not leave her alone. You roll your eyes, make sarcastic comments, why you're sucking on a chicken bone. But that's okay, you think you won the battle, but I tend to disagree. See, I know you and your Achilles heel, and he's sitting next to me. It's my non-discriminating friend. Oh, I said you're a cow. Non-discriminating friend. I know you no, he smells like whiskey and he's had a couple rounds With every shot of Jaeger, hey, you lose a couple pounds Now, baby, 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 bring the evening to an end Just you and me and my pal And your big fat friend <laughs> Hello, everybody Um... It's just Nick here right now. Uh, let's see. We have, or I have, a lot to talk about today. First, I gotta find my headphone jack. And in it goes. Alright, so. So, let's see. This, this was originally the, uh, George and Nick show, but there seems to be some complications between George and Nick. Um, I don't have any real big thing to say about it. Um, it it kind of sucks. Yes, because George is not going to be here. I don't know. Maybe things will happen next week. But because uh, you know, I've been a little negative, Nancy, a little bit towards him. I'm not going to lie. But uh. I, I don't know. Um, hopefully he'll, he'll he'll be able to forgive me later in time. 
But as of right now, um, I have a solo show. So, today, I don't know, I had, I had some things planned. I guess I'll start off before we have a break in a little bit. But um, I guess we'll start off with uh, what the uh, FCC has been, well, not so much the FCC, but the, uh, was it the MPAA? If you don't know, with the creator of MP3s right now is designing a way to stop the copyright infringement, which is, you know, using, like, stuff like Kazaa and stuff like that. And, uh, so if you're using Kazaa, you got to be careful about this. So if you... All right, let me describe it now. All right, let's see, uh... Here it is. Apple. It's Apple versus the hackers. So, um... You know what iTunes is. I'm sure everybody knows what iTunes is. But, uh... iTunes, uh... is creating a way where they can mark anything you buy. Say if, you, if I uh, buy, I don't know, a new hot band that's out, Panic at the Disco. Say I get one of their songs, buy it off of iTunes, and I use my ID. Now that my ID is now tracked and logged, and that specific... Um, MP3 that I bought from iTunes is now uh, logged into into their system. Now, if they see that my that exact file, say I give it to a friend, I put it on a CD, and I go here, here you go, buddy, and now he has it, and then he decides, oh, I'm gonna be Mister, I'm gonna share all the stuff because because I'm gonna be illegal. So now he puts it onto. Uh, a file sharing network. Now, what happens is, if say if some, uh, I guess some, I don't know, people looking to stop copyright infringement, one of those associations, sees that file, they can trace it now back to you, and now you are screwed. See, now what I am saying is, I think this is, this sounds like a, a good idea if they're going to get rid of this copyright infringement stuff, but personally I could care less, but uh, apparently it's affecting jobs, I don't know, people making millions, apparently uh, they're going to make a little less, but hey, that's my opinion, and my opinion does not reflect the viewpoints of WQKE, so um, yeah, so now that, uh, let's say I get hacked, and people uh, take all my files, and, and I'll say that hacker uh, is is an avid user of Kazaa. Now that he is putting my stuff uh, on a peer-to-peer network, and now I'm gonna get sued because of that. I think that's total and utter baloney. See, I don't think they probably even thought of that because they're just out to sue anybody that they can because they don't know how to stop this. People sharing. Other, other music. Isn't that how you want to... Isn't that what music is about, is to get more people to, to, to listen to your music? It, isn't it like spreading the word? And, and I don't know. It just seems like uh, too many bands are out there just to make a, a quick buck. And uh, I think... Or, or big associations that are making millions of dollars see a, a decrease in, in sales and because of some statistics they see that oh look 
since peer-to-peer came out, we're going to start, they must be the cause of this. So now we're going to start suing and, and taking over. Well, all right, let's say I want a CD. All right, I, I can just get it from, I can just get it from uh, iTunes or something like that or some kind of like online thing. Why should I then go out and, and buy the CD? If, like, say I just want one song or something like that. All right, and what else about, um, let's say, how about you add some extras on, uh, on CDs, stuff that I can't get that, that's in, like, uh, peer-to-peer stuff, stuff that, um, yeah, like extras, like bonus footage, some, uh, I don't know, something, I don't know, anything. But I think that the uh, music industry should hype that more instead of, oh, we're going to come after you now. When, uh, you know, I don't think most people are even afraid or even know that that uh, it's some kind of illegal thing. Or they know it's illegal, but they're not really worried yet. So, I don't know. That's just my opinion about that. We have to take a quick break, though. But when we come back, uh, I have more comedy bits on the way. I have some uh, Mitch Hedberg and, and more Brian Regan. So I want you to make sh- I want to make sure that you people stay tuned. I don't know what I'm going to call this now. Uh I guess I guess it's uh the Nick uh a crazy hour of 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 craziness. No, that that, that was bad. All right. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I, that was nothing. Ugh. All right. Well, I don't know what to say. So oh well, let's go to the break, though. All right, so we're going to be right back. Sit back, slip on your absorbent undergarments, and let the mayhem begin. Hey, it's Nick, back with you. Um, hmm, I don't know what to go into right now. I guess, I guess, uh... We'll go into some Mitch Hedberg. Love the Mitch Hedbergs. Very, very sad that uh, he uh, passed away. Was it close to a year now? All right, so here's some uh, Mitch Hedberg, and uh, have have fun with all that. I had a job interview at an insurance company once, and the lady said, where do you see yourself in five years? I said, celebrating the 50-year anniversary of you asking me this question? <laughs> I walk by a spy shop, you know those places that sell surveillance equipment? Every time I walk by a spy shop, I think, I need to put some surveillance on somebody. Rick's been acting fishy. I need to buy a little camera. I need to buy a safe that looks like a Coca-Cola can. Or better yet, a safe that looks like a spray and wash can. That would create better situations. Hey, Mitch, can I use a spray and wash? Yeah, if you want to spray your shirt with documents. I've never stayed at a bed and breakfast, and I don't think I would, because I figure you stay at a bed and breakfast, by the end of the day, you start to get hungry. Is that all you got around here? Then you need to direct me to a chair lunch dinner. I'm going to open up a chain of chair lunch dinners, put them right across the street from the bed and breakfast. Say, come on over about one. 
But you have to leave that in there. Because you're not sleeping in the chair. We're going to have to sweeten some of these jokes. You know what sweeten means, right? That's a showbiz term for add sugar to. Anyway, I was in Ireland performing, and uh, that's right. That's why I left, because go, woo-hoo. And I got sick of that I can't take woo-hoo anymore. And I'll be goddamn if they're not here, too. But anyway, in Kilkenny, Ireland, they don't have anything American over there. It's very cool. But they did have a Subway sandwich shop. That was the one thing that had American. And that became the American embassy to me. I'd go out to a bar, piss off an Irish dude, and have him chase me to the Subway. <laughs> the dude, I'm sorry, but you're out of your jurisdiction. <laughs> but you can't have a cold-cut combo, though. <laughs> now, this is my second part of my Subway two-part joke. I was in downtown Boise, Idaho, and I saw a duck. And I knew the duck was lost, because ducks ain't supposed to be downtown. There's nothing for them there. So I went to a Subway sandwich shop. I said, let me have a bun. But she wouldn't sell me just the bun. She said I had to have something on it. She told me it's against regulations for Subway to sell just the bun. I guess the two halves ain't supposed to touch. <laughs> so I said, all right, we'll put some lettuce on. What she did, they said, that'll be $1.75. I said, it's for a duck. They said, all right, well, then it's free. See, I did not know that. Ducks eat for free at Subway. And I know now I've ordered a much larger sandwich. <laughs> Let me have the steak fajita sub. Don't bother ringing it up. It's for a duck. There are six ducks out there. And they all want sunshine. <laughs> I find that ducks' opinion of me is very much influenced over whether or not I have bread. A duck loves bread, but he does not have the capability to buy a loaf. That's the biggest joke on the duck ever. Like, if I worked at a convenience store and a duck came in and grabbed a loaf of bread with his beak and walked out, I would let him go. I would say, come back tomorrow, bring your friends. When I think of duck's friends, I think of more ducks, right? But he could have, like, a beaver in tow. But if you're an animal, you want to have a beaver as a friend. Because they have some kick-ass houses. That is on the lake. Lake side my ass, lake on. And if I was to give a duck bread, I'd give him Pepperidge Farm bread, because that's just fancy. It's wrapped twice. So you open it, and it still ain't open. That's why I don't buy it. I don't need another step between me and toast. Hey, it's uh, Nick back here with you. Back here uh, until eight o'clock. Let's see. We have a little, little crazy story for you right now. We have a man charged with killing roommate over toilet tissue. Uh, this is out of Florida, of course, because only something ridiculous like this would uh, happen out of Florida. The greatest crap happens out of Florida. Like uh, people find, uh, like there was some lady who had like a skull in her bag. And, and I don't know. It's just anything you hear that that's absolutely out of the ordinary, bizarre. It's gonna come from Florida because I don't know. They have the biggest retards. All right. So uh, a man has been arrested for fatally beating his roommate with a sledgehammer and a claw hammer before. Oh no, because 
There was no toilet tissue in the home, authorities said. This, his name is uh, Franklin Crow. He's 56, has been charged Monday with homicide for the death of Kenneth Matthews, who is 58. And Crow told the investigators that the men were fighting over the weekend about toilet tissue. When Matthews pulled out his rifle, Crow said that he began beating Matthews with a sledgehammer and a uh, claw hammer. Uh, that's according to the affidavit. Captain Thomas Bibb and Crow initially denied his involvement with the crime, but confessed uh, when he was questioned. Matthews was beaten so badly that <laughs> he had to be identified through his fingerprints. Wow. Crow uh, has been held at the Marion without, without bail, and... It is not immediately known whether he has an attorney. Wow, that's that's some effed up s. If if you if you ask me, who? Why would you need to? Oh, who calls it toilet tissue though? Isn't it toilet paper? I've never actually heard it called toilet tissue. I mean, you're not blowing your butt with it. It there's no there's no you know stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I screwed that joke up pretty well, but... Alrighty, then. Alright, we have, uh, I guess some music for you right now. We have Soil, and, uh, if you want to call in, the number is 518-564-3694. That's 518-564-3694. You want to talk about something you saw in the news, something funny, something... anything, uh... Just call in and, and we'll uh, we'll throw you on or whatever. And uh, if you want to just do it over the that that newfangled aim, you can. I am me. My screen name is WQKE Radio. It's all one word. So uh, here's here's some soil for you on WQKE. This is Nick with you until eight o'clock.
uh, Nick back with you, and that was Soil with uh, Halo. It was a remix. Uh, I don't know. I just I saw it, and I've I've heard the name Soil, so I don't know. I I thought it was decent. Uh, sounded a little. I don't know. I thought it was all right. Not too bad. Not not. It didn't sway me in any either way, but. Alright, let's let's talk about my weekend, because I had a crazy weekend. Well, at least, actually the whole weekend was pretty crazy. Uh, I started out on Friday night, going out with Kelly and, and two of her other friends, Kim and Christina. And, I don't know, we went to four parties, and, and all of them were, were, were kicked. They, they were done. They were, they were all like, oh, no, nope, I'm sorry, you lose. You can't, you can't be here. There, there's nothing for you. And, and that kind of gets me kind of angry because uh, it, w- it was pretty early, too. I mean, come on. you gotta, you got to be prepared for, for a big night. But uh, so, yeah, so there was really nothing. We went around them, and then we went got some pizza. I love pizza uh, on, on the weekends. It's decent. I can't have it all the time, cause, cause then, uh, you know, I might gain some weight and, and I'll turn into, you know, a little, a little, little butterball guy. I don't want to be butterball. So, all right. Um, and then after that, we went to. Uh, well, it started snowing like a mother effer. We're supposed to go early. We're supposed to go to the Mardi Gras in Burlington. It was going to be a bunch of people, and then after that, we're going to play kickball on the ice that we do. Uh, because my friend Brendan has a, a rink. Well, he he's a Zamboni driver in the rink, so we get to go after hours, and we get to play kickball on the ice, and it kicks so much ass. I mean, we go on, you may, you may say, Nick, what, how, how are you walking on the ice? It's slippery. Well, let me tell you, we go after the hockey teams have been gone on, and uh, it's all, like, like chopped up, and, and it's kind of like walking on uh, snow. But uh, I kept sliding uh, to every base, and what that did is pick up all the snow, and it got really slippery around first base. And uh, I was getting worried that somebody might get hurt, because last time somebody decided to fall on their face and bleed, and, and that was the end of that game that time. So, But we had a good time. We played for like two and a half hours. If you ever, if you ever get a chance to play kickball on the ice, I suggest you do it. I don't know how, but go find someone who works in the industry of, of Zamboni driving and see if you can get in late hours. Um, let's see. And then uh, I just got back today and then was told that I'm doing the show alone two hours before the show, which is kind of annoying, but whatever. Whatever. So right now we have some, let's see here, we have some comedy for you, because comedy is fun, and I want to laugh, and I know you all want to laugh. So this is, uh, you're listening to W2K, this is Nick right now. Uh, if you want to leave me a message, uh, W2K Radio, anything, you know, you want to request a song, I don't know, or anything. All right, well, here is uh, Brian Regan with uh he talks about health club 
Oh no, wait, sorry. This is where he talks about uh, uh, it's it's labeled big family stuff off his album Brian Regan Live. So uh, it talks about his family. All right, here we go. My older brothers would never let me play when they played, so I put Vaseline on the colored circles. <laughs> Left flag broken. <laughs> Should have let me play. I said, please. I'm from a big family, eight kids. Yeah. We had to call our uh, stuff in the house every day, you know. You have to call your possessions, claim your territory. <laughs> like if you got up from your chair to make a sandwich, you had to claim it. You know, I call that chair. That's what we would do. I call that chair. It's my chair. I call that chair. <laughs> when I get back, that's mine because I called it. I call that chair. I didn't realize this only worked at home. I thought this was a universal system, you know. My first day in school was very strange. I call this desk. I call this desk. My teacher's like, yes, we all do, Brian. I'm like, grabbing onto it. I don't know why we did it at home anyway, because my older brothers always took whatever they wanted. Like, when we were all getting in the car, I knew where I was going to end up sitting, so I would pretend like I wanted that. Back seat, in the middle, my feet on the hump. And I called to get off the hump. Hey, my hump. I believe the hump is mine. I think my parents were kind of worried about me. He's calling the hump, Walt. He shouldn't want the hump. As long as they ain't fighting. Hump's good, right, Brown? Oh, the hump's good, yeah. You like the hump. I love the hump. I'm the hump boy. I'm riding the hump at Disney World. We would go on vacation in our station wagon. We had a big, giant station wagon. We had the front seat. Back seat, a little tiny seat in the back that faced the opposite direction. The two kids in the back had a completely separate vacation from everybody else. Because the middle area is just loaded to the ceiling. Kids in the back just sat there the whole time. Just looking around. I wonder what all these signs say. And you spend most of the trip trying not to make eye contact with the cars that came up close behind you. you know, you're looking at them, oh, it's just kind of your shirt. Oh, there you go. Okay. My parents are great. They always wanted us to experience different things. Like all the other kids went to school on their bikes, and my dad made me go to school on a pogo stick. Can you else? I was always late, you know, because I had a basket on there. Okay. Keep stopping to get the, the books. We spent a lot of time out in the yard, too. My parents would just send us out in the yard every once in a while for no reason. Okay, kids, out in the yard. Okay. Stay out in the yard. Okay. Didn't know what to do. Just looking around. What'd you guys do yesterday? Ooh, we just stayed out in the yard. Just stayed out there. Stayed out in the yard. You find stuff to do, though. Anything can end up being a toy for a, a kid, including the sun. We used to try to see how long we could stare at the sun without stopping. I don't recommend this. But I remember we did it. I remember my brother's going, okay, Brian, record's five. Record's five. Ready? 
Ready? Go. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah, I got six. I got six. I got six at the sun stair. My parents are like, hey, Brian, don't do that. Yeah, it's just about to stop. It's just about to find another activity. That's not a good activity. That's what we were supposed to come up with. That's the language my mom used with us, you know. We're four years old. Come up with a good activity. And we're like sitting in mud. Is this a good activity? Activity? One of our activities is making bike ramps out in the street, because that's where all the cars are. You put a cement block out in the middle of the road, you angle a piece of wood up to it, and the object was for one kid to get on his bike, ride as fast as he could, and see how high he could go. And that's as far as we planned. It wasn't until the first kid was like flipping in the air, what happens now? We don't know. He hit a mailbox. We had a bunch of nine-year-old paramedics running up. We didn't know what to do. We get up there. Oh, oh, get some leads. <laughs> you do what you can. Hey, that was the easy part. The hard part was being the kid that got sent in first to calm mom down before you dragged in the actual banged-up brother. You have to be the point man, you know? Go tell mom. Oh, oh, no, no. It's your turn. Oh. So you'd have to run in. Hey, hey, mom. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, everything's fine. You know she bought that. Yeah. Everything's fine. I just want to run in at full speed and uh, you know say hi and uh, and uh, okay. So oh, oh, you know Kevin. Oh, okay, of course. Okay. Well, you know how like his right arm usually usually it bends. Usually it, it would bend like that. Okay, it's not bending like that right now. And it's no big deal because we already looked at it, but we were thinking, since you said that you had to go get milk later anyway, so we were thinking since you, you have to go anyway, anyway, then we were all thinking if when you go, if you just might want to take him to the hospital. And, and if you get peanut butter, get smooth. Oh, man, I love the Brian Regan. Love the Brian Regan. Hope you do, too. Um, you're listening to WQKE. This is Nick on the air right now. Um, yeah, I'm all, I'm all pumped. Listen to me. I'm all, I'm all psyched because, I mean, just listening to that, Brian Regan made me laugh because, uh, you know, I, I had, I had, uh, pretty, I don't know, my childhood kind of like was draggy because I lived in a neighborhood where there was no real kids that I knew because I went to the the, uh, the Catholic school. So, I mean, if there were kids in the area, um, I didn't know them. So, you know, it, it kind of stuck. Uh, I usually played by myself, I guess, resulting in the, uh, in right now, you know, being a lonely Larry usually 
but uh, I guess that's what caused it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It could be that. It could be. Could be that. Oh man, I am really stinking. All right, so I don't know. I just saw this CD called uh, Kill Hannah, and, and I just randomly grabbed it off the shelf. And uh, this is Kennedy by Kill Hannah. I I don't know. Uh, it says it's it says it's all right. So uh, let's take a listen to it. I wanna be a big heartbreaker, live fast and for real, and you can follow it in the papers. I wanna be a Kennedy. I wanna shake hands with heroes and kiss the girls in front of us on the
yams, please. And don't bogart that stuffing ham, neither. Turn it up! Hey, Nick, back with you. Um, anybody knows what the heck Homestar is? Because we have a bunch of liners for it. And I don't know what Homestar is. Is it a show? Is it is it some kind of food? I don't know. But uh, if anybody has ever heard of something called Homestar, call in 518-564-3694 or just uh, IM me at WQKE Radio. All right. Well, I have a little thing here about um, the Oscars. And uh, it's titled Cleaned cleaned up rap song about pimp uh, among Oscar nominees. This is uh, out of Reuters. In a departure from the past Oscar shows featuring syrupy Disney tunes and soundtrack ballads, this year's telecast will give you, will give audiences country music, alternative rock, and a super sanitized version of a racy rap song. The song It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp is from the movie Hustle and Flow, the story of a pimp who aspires to the uh, to a singing career. I've never heard of this movie, Hustle and Flow. Um, it sounds familiar, but I I don't actually know. Um, if you know about Hustle, movie Hustle and Flow, call in or am me, because uh, I haven't actually even heard of it. Um, let's see here. It says, The pimp movie won't be the only aspect of the Oscars show that could make social... Oh, jeez. Social conservatives cringe. The gay cowboy-themed movie Brokeback Mountain leads the nominees pack... Uh, leads the nominee pack, and the show is being hosted by Jon Stewart, who fills his news satire, The Daily Show, on Comedy Central, uh, with George W. Bush jokes. So... It looks like this Oscar, um, this year's Oscars is going to be crazy. I don't even know. Did it happen yet? I'm, I don't think it did. The Oscars shouldn't have. It should be soon. I think this week. I don't know. But, uh, I don't know. It says, the Academy, uh, is to be commended, said, uh, Aaron Rosenberg. I don't know who the, it says, while rapper Eminem won song in 2003, Lose Yourself, from 8 Mile, he skipped the ceremony and the song was not performed. With decency concerns in high gear in the aftermath of the notorious bearing of Janet Jackson's breast during the 2004 Super Bowl halftime show, 3-6 Mafia, uh, I guess that's some kind of law firm, uh, works to make... Oh, oh, that's the name of the band. It says 3-6 Mafia worked to make their lyrics to meet ABC's broadcast standards. We took out all the cuss words and made it squeaky clean, rapper Paul DJ Barangard, who co-wrote the song with Jordan, Juicy J, Houston, and Cedric Fraser Boy Coleman, uh, said in a telephone interview. The writers substituted new lyrics where necessary in the song, which portrays the life of a hustler near the inner city of their hometown, Memphis, Tennessee. It's FCC-friendly. So, I don't understand what, uh, why everybody's so worked up. I don't know. I just saw that and I was like, ooh. I don't know. I guess it's good to keep 
certain words out this way. Like, see, personally, on a personal level, I don't curse because this way, when people see that I, uh, when I do curse, it, it has that much more of of, uh, of an impact. But that's if you know me. I mean, if you if you see me for like the first time and and, and then I get pissed off at something, then uh, or 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 would as uh, as they would say. Um, you know, they, they they wouldn't know the difference because it's such a common practice to say the these cuss words nowadays. But uh, yeah, I I just take part in in not doing it because not only is it I don't know, it's just I guess something not only something embedded, but it was also something where like if I ever do work in commercial radio, I I I, I don't I can't curse like right now I can't curse. Um, so it's just, I guess, something, I guess, for that reason, and also, I don't know, maybe it's something embedded that, that I, it just, I don't know, I just feel dirty when I curse, I don't know why, I just don't like doing it, but that's just me, and, and I, and I could care less if you curse around me, because, uh, I don't know, it, hearing it and saying it, I don't know, I think are two different things. Alright, so... I wanted to hear some more of this of this band, Kill Hannah. I thought they sounded uh, pretty cool. So this is uh, this is let's see, Race the Dream. This is Kill Hannah on WQKE.
You're listening to WQKE Plattsburgh out of Plattsburgh, or WQKE The Quake out of Plattsburgh, New York. Uh, right now it is 7 o'clock if, you, if your thing is probably broken or something, but uh, 7 o'clock I'll be here with you. This is Nick, and I'll be with you till 8 o'clock uh, tonight, and I'm going to play for you a little... Stephen Lynch, this is Special Olympics. Hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoy comedy. Which is a lot, by the way. Watch them run, watch them fall, watch them try to catch a ball, Olympics. Special Olympics. Watch them laugh. Watch them drool, watch them fall into the pool that's diving <laughs> at the Special Olympics. And I know full well that I will burn in hell. But those guys playing wheelchair basketball got to be about the funniest freaking thing I've ever seen in my life. some more but he curses a lot and I didn't have time to edit but I don't know it, yeah yeah uh, but I have Brian Regan do you like Brian Regan okay I'll play some more what's your name Jessica alright I'll play Alabama that's awesome alright well thank, thanks a lot for listening alright bye wow someone from Alabama is that true Someone just called in, said they were listening from Alabama, uh, Jessica, and uh, I I feel bad because she wanted to hear some more Hitch, uh, Mitch Hetberg, but um, ah, it, it takes a lot to edit, or it takes time to edit, and uh, I didn't get back until late today, so I didn't get to edit, but I do have plenty of Brian Regan, and uh, how about we play some... Hmm, Lousy and Little League. This is off Brian Regan Live. This, uh, Brian Regan Live. Yeah, Brian Regan's album. Alright, so this is Lousy and Little League. On WQK, you're listening to Nick. Uh, my parents didn't know what to do with me. They got me in a Little League baseball. I played out in right field. 
Because I stunk. But you don't know. You just show up, you know. Oh, I got my glove. You any good? I don't know. My mom told me to come out here. We'll get on right field. Okay. Turn around, you moron. Oh, okay. Not the whole way. Oh, only some. Somewhere. I never knew what was going on out in right field. All I knew is at the end of the game, I'd get a free snow cone. That's all I knew. Yeah. Be out there. Oh, free snow cone. Free snow cone. Brian, what's the score? Free snow cone. Free snow cone at the end of the game. If you play, they're going to give you a free snow cone. Even if you play half game, you get the whole, you don't get a half snow cone. You get a whole snow cone for half the game. The people that play whole game get a whole snow cone, and the people that play half game get a whole snow cone. So it's always whole, always whole snow cone. So I'd rather play half game. I'd rather play half game. Still get the whole snow cone. How many outs, Brian? Grape! I'm going to get grape or cherry. They're both favorites. So either one is good. If they have both, I get grape, though, because that's a little more favorite. But if they don't have grape, it's like, oh, that's fine, because cherry's favorite anyway. You know? so it's like another favorite, but not as much. Not as much favorite. But they're both good. They're both good. All right, Brian, you just have fun out there. Okay. The second baseman would give me signals to get me involved in the game, you know. He'd, like, you know, put his outside fingers up. Okay, Brian, got two away. Two away, Brian. What are you talking about? Okay. Brian, two away. You two. And our coach would yell from the dugout every now and then, you know. Hey, guys, let's hear some chatter out there. Let's hear some chatter. What are we, rabbits? <laughs> Might as well have been, you know. Chattering and saying, hey, batter, batter, over and over again. I don't think I ever felt like more of an idiot in my whole life. Out in the field going, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, hey, batter, hey, hey, batter, 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 hey, hey, coach, is there a point to this? What is that for the batter's benefit? Hey, batter, batter, hey, fielder, fielder, hey, batter, 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 hey, fielder, 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 they're communicating. As the ball got to him, we're all supposed to lean in and go, hey, batter, batter, swing. Like, you couldn't get a hit when you yelled that. Swinging up. Did you hear what they yelled, coach? If that's fair, they should do that in all adult sports, you know? I'd like to see that out in the golf course. You know, hey, golfer, golfer. Hey, golfer, golfer, golfer. Putt, putt, golfer. Straight there, putt. What the hell's the matter with you, Ralph? I'm just trying to make it fun. Why do you learn that? Are you supposed to apply that later in life? Hey, lawyer, lawyer. Hey, lawyer. Lawyer, lawyer. Hey, lawyer. Sue. Sue, lawyer. Bus driver, bus driver. Drive, drive. Ship bus driver. What the hell's the matter with you? I learned that as a kid. 
was just applying it. The only compliment I ever got in Little League Baseball was, Good eye, Brian. Good eye, Brian. Yeah, well, thank you. Good torso. I noticed you during the trunk rotation. Good eye. They would say that when you're too scared to even consider swinging the bat. The ball would graze your head at about 100 miles an hour. Good eye, Brian. Oh, thank you. What did I do? You moved your head out of the way of the fastball. Oh, good, good. I'm glad I did that. I almost didn't, but then I did. Go, team. Go, team. Go. I used to get scared getting up to bat. And what made it worse was the kids out on the field and the other team. I don't even know these kids. And they're all out there yelling, easy out, easy out. Everybody move in. Easy out. How do you handle that when you're nine years old? Hey, they're walking towards me. The outfielders are playing in on the clay. The infielders are going through my pockets. Easy out. Easy out. I'm like going, hey, that's my gum. I played softball this last year. I struck out and slow-pitched softball. Let me tell you something. It's not a whole lot more humbling in life than striking out and slow-pitch. Walk back to the dugout, you know. Your, your teammates are older than Little League. They try not to laugh, but it's kind of hard not to. You, know, you, you sit next to them, they're going... <laughs> what can they say? Well, well, he throws a wicked 12-foot arc. It's hard to hit in only three tries. Should be a bigger ball. Should be a kickball. We should play ten strike kickball. No, that's not true. They call it softball. It makes it sound like it's harmless, you know. You ever take a line shot to the face with a softball? You don't go, hey, that's downy soft. That was like a big ball of cotton. Hey, don't worry about that. That's blood light. We're playing softball. We're all gonna float around like angels. Oh crap, I fell down the stairs. Hey, it's uh, Nick back with you, and that was Brian Regan. Let's see, I'll be here till 8 o'clock, and I just wanted to go over something I saw that was in the news that was, uh, you know, this stuff just blows my mind. I, I love talking about, like, retarded news stories, just stuff that uh, shouldn't even be in the news, but it is, and it makes me laugh either way. So uh, this is out of Iowa. This is uh, on February 24th, which was two days ago. So an Iowa sex offender who belonged to a church that believes electricity is evil has asked a judge to <laughs> to exempt him from wearing an electronic monitor. Scott Smith was given a short jail sentence and five years probation for molesting two teenage girls in 2003. Ugh, what a scumbag. At the, at the time, he was a member of the Brotherhood of Christ, and his wife and children still belong to the group. At the hearing Thursday, Ron Livingston, leader of the Brotherhood, testified 
that the group believes literally that electricity can cause people to disobey God, the Des Moines Registrar reported. Livingston said that an electronic monitor could harm Smith's children. Smith had been refusing to wear the monitor. Uh, Judge uh, Phillips court, uh, could order him to sent to prison or could grant him an exemption. A social worker testified that she believes Smith is, an un, is unlikely to commit another crime. Yeah, okay. That's why we're always hearing about, uh, like, once, like, with rapists. Of course, uh, you get once in a... No, no. You know what? I, it's just a, a disgusting. I mean, it's a, you have to be sick in the head to do something like that. I mean, like, everybody has, like, a certain trigger that that you stop. I mean, you stop yourself from, from going past that point of, say, oh, wow, those uh, girls look hot or something. And, and then you just, that's it. That's all it goes. You do not, I mean, I mean say they're, like, walking out of high school and say, like, you're, you're picking up uh, your kid from high school or something. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. This, it sounds sick right now, but just bear with me. All right, say, say you're an older guy and you're saying, oh, I mean, there are attractive girls, yes, that are, are in high school, but that dad stopped or, or, or whoever he is stops himself from going and, and, and saying, like, asking them to, if they want a ride somewhere. I mean, there's always that trigger. For some reason, some people's triggers are, are, are broken, and it breaks, and, and then they go for it, and, and that's the sick part. And, of course, they're going to do it again, because once that trigger is broke, I mean, it, it, you're switching it on and off, it's still, it's still, uh, there's no current, because there's nothing to stop them. So, of course he's going to do it again. Electricity, I don't give a crap. This man should be, I, then put him behind uh, bars again. You know what? Th that'll solve the solution. Alright. Well, I just had to get that out. I'm sorry. And then, now I'm getting all angry again. But, uh, um, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time for this rant. But, uh, you know what? Uh, I'll play some Brian Regan. We'll take a quick break, and then I'll talk to you about, uh, let's see, the abortion uh, epidemic thing going on. And believe me, you're going to hear me super pissed off. I'm already, I'm, I'm raring, I'm raring to start tearing apart this crap. All right. Because uh, if, if you don't know, I, I'm a firm and steady believer in uh, the right uh, to choose. So I, I think it, it goes beyond just, uh, you know, this life thing or whatever it is, but uh, I'll talk to you more about that. Here is some more Brian Regan. I mean, I'm going to have next week, I promise you guys, I will have, I'm gonna, I have some Dane Cook I'm going to start throwing on there. I just got to sense them. That's the only thing. I can't just start throwing them on and then he's throwing the F-bomb every, every which way. So I'm going to have some Dane Cook. I'm going to have some uh, Frank Caliendo, uh, who is hysterically funny comic. He does so many impressions, like uh, John Madden he does. He does uh, the whole cast of Seinfeld. He's just a really, really funny guy. Um, I'm also going to have some 
a rising star, if you haven't heard of him, Jim Norton. Great comedian, great comedian. Uh, I've been to his show three times. I'm going to have some more. Mitch Hetberg. I love Mitch Hetberg. He's a great, great comedian. And uh, But right now I have some Brian Regan, probably one of my faves. And we're going to do uh, his bit on, let's see, I guess we'll do some health club stuff because, cause, you know, everybody gets into that little health club thing. So here, this is Brian Regan with uh, health club stuff off his album, and this is Nick here with you. So here's some Brian Regan, take a little break, and come back and hear me pissed off. I joined a health club. I went one time. They always have a big giant guy showing you around. Oh, you're thinking of joining? Here, follow this guy. Hey, how you doing? Come with me. Yeah. I'm like hanging on his head. I felt like a little monkey, you know? Where are we going, Thunder? I think the guy was messing with me. I think he was making up muscle names. This machine right here is for your flak toy. That's exactly one. Uh, I'm sorry about that. That, uh, it, something just, just flashed and, and, and then it cut off. But, uh, here, I mean, let me just try this again. All right. So this is, uh, Nick. Uh, we'll be right back after this little bit and a break. Uh, right about now. Yes, there we go. I joined a health club. I went one time. <laughs> They always have a big giant guy showing you around. Oh, you're thinking of joining? Here, follow this guy. Hey, how you doing? Come with me. You know, I'm like hanging on his head. I felt like a little monkey, you know? Where are we going, Thunder? I think the guy was messing with me. I think he was making up muscle names. This machine right here is for your flak toy. That's exactly why I'm here. He shows me how to work everything, and then he leaves, and I don't remember anything he said. And have you ever done this? Have you ever got into one of those things wrong, and there are other people waiting for you? I got into this one thing. I put my arms and my legs where I thought they were supposed to go, and I just start moving stuff around. This guy comes up. Hey, buddy, would you mind getting out of the painter scaffolding? I'm sorry. I want to work out at home. My friend, he's showing me all his exercise equipment. He's got an exercise bike, a rowing machine, a stair master. And I said, none of them go anywhere. He goes, it's better for you to resistance workout. So I'm not stupid. And I went home and I nailed my running shoes into the ground. Three times a week for 20 minutes. You think that's silly. What about the thing they sell called the step? That thing amazes me. Not the ones that move, the one that you just step on it and step off. People are buying those. People are like sending away for them in the mail, you know. My step is coming in the mail today. You can't find a step somewhere in the house? Bing, boom, it's here. And they run down the steps and get it. It's going to be great. You would think it would be self-explanatory, but the thing comes with a videotape, you know. Here's some things you could do on the step. And you see some guy, you know, just, just jumping up and down. Man, I got to give me one. I mean, you could do all that. I like working out, but I like when there's a, a game involved, you know, like racquetball. But racquetball is the only sport where simultaneously you can be looking at the ball 
and it'll hit you in the back of the head at 90 miles an hour. I don't know how that happens. There's the ball. Boom! Just hit me in the back of the head. Boom! It happened again. I think that... No! It's not impossible. Groundbreaking radio. But beware. No man has ever returned. Many have gone. All have been lost. Vanished, never to be seen again. No one has ever come back, I guess. I guess would be the, the, the central theme of what I'm trying to get across here. Kids held them down while one kid teabagged them. Ba 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 ba. Oh, I love playing sound clips. Sound clips are great. But uh, all right, this is Nick back with you. Um, I'm still a little worn out from yelling about that uh thing about the uh stupid bracelet crap. But I will be recharged. I just got to play a little song for you guys and this is um Bob Marley's brother and the life of me oh there he is Damien Damien Marley and this is Road to Zion I've heard this on, every time I go to MySpace or whatever I go, I'll click it on and I'll hear some like jamster or whatever the heck it is but uh this is right after this I'll be back to talk about uh, abortion. All right. Stay tuned to WQKE. So anyway, this day we are so good. In this world of calamity, I can't help but feel helpless. I'm having daytime, wide 
always try to relate This can't be happening like I'm in a dream while I'm walking Cause what I'm seeing is haunting Human beings like ghosts and zombies President Mugabe holding guns to innocent bodies in Zimbabwe They make John Fulton seem God Sat religious and blasphemous In my lifetime I look back and have the world Where savages fall and happy talk Prostitutes stop and I hear boots And bad scream at young black children Stop or I will shoot I look back and cook crack Punch cars and pass by Jaguars, mad flies And I'm guilty for materialism Still up in the prison, trust that. So save me, you're sorry. I'm raising an army, revolutionary warfare with Damian Marley. Sparking the iron, marching the dying. You know how not to be, and why I see you stay in my eye. This world of calamity, dirty looks and judges and jealousy. I squad this way, I'm used to majority. Beat the guns when I go for authority. Boom, the young guests better ever go murder them. So rock them up and send to God, they're from the bush bungalow. You don't watch it, make a clear road, no more, it's nothing. Emerge from the darkness and make it blood to know The yammer them and slammer say they don't get no Some work could have lived like Mamma Mika know But stop chicka pinka chicka head and chicka toe I do what they have to put them in a stereo Cause I got to keep on walking On the right side of the And that was only one song I heard, and it was alright, nothing, nothing great. But uh, all right, so let's get to this, um, this thing I've been, I've been teasing a little bit. So, okay, house, house. Uh, this is, uh, hold on, I'm getting all worked up right now. I could, I could tell. So this house sends abortion pill to rounds. Uh, governor says he's inclined to sign the ban. This is, uh, as the South Dakota House of Representatives gave final approval today 
to a bill aimed at banning most abortions and creating a U.S. Supreme Court challenge to the 1973 Roe v. Wade decision, Government Mike Rounds said that he's inclined to sign it. The House gave final approval to the bill with a 50 to 18 vote Friday afternoon. At a press conference Friday morning, Rounds said that he will sign the bill if he determines that it can save lives. If indicated, I'm a pro-life and I do not believe abortion is wrong. What? How could you be pro-life? Alright, whatever. And that we should do everything we can do to save lives, Round says. If the bill accomplishes that, then I am inclined to sign the bill into law. But Round said that he did not necessarily agree with the frontal assault attack, uh, tactic the bill takes to overturning the decision that legalizes, uh, that legalized abortion. Personally, I think we will save more lives by continuing to chip away at Roe versus Wade, he said. The bill would ban nearly all abortions in South Dakota. That's unconstitutional under current U.S. Supreme Court rulings. And the goal of the legislation is to force the higher court to take a fresh look at its 1973 ruling that legalized abortion. Both chambers of the legislature now have passed the bill and it could have delivered uh, to the governor by early next week. If Round signs the bill, abortion rights advocates have said to, all uh, right, by July 1st it would take effect. Uh, I'm disappointed, blah, 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 somebody, a state director of Planned Parenthood. All right. Yeah, that's pretty much, it's just more babbling after that. All right, well, if you don't know, South Dakota has uh, brought into this new thing. This is this is the most recent thing. This is off the Drudge Report. This is the most recent, I believe it was, um, or is. But, uh, this was, let's see. The, uh, all right, South Dakota. I want, uh, put this thing where into effect where, um, they passed the bill, uh, they had a bill to ban all abortions, if, if you didn't get out of that. They're going to ban all abortions in South Dakota. And apparently that it says it's unconstitutional under the current Supreme Court ruling, and you can't really do that, but they just want to get the U.S. Supreme Court to, you know, look it over again. Um, let's see. I, personally, I think... Uh, Let's get this straight first off, right off the bat. This does not reflect WQK, uh, so it, it's it's my own personal opinion. And if you don't like it, well, then I, I, I have to respect your opinion, but you have also have to respect mine. So I am pro... I used to be pro, uh, pro-life, but that was before I really... I saw this movie called um, If These Walls Could Talk, and what that movie entail uh, or has in it is different, you know, eras where um, abortion, like the question of abortion, comes into play. And it kind of grossed me out the first part where 
abortion was still illegal, where it wasn't. It's not a matter of is abortion legal or not legal. It's whether it's going to happen um, under you know like hospital. Uh, I don't even know the word, sanitized terms, you know, where, where you're going to have, like, a, a place to go to where, where um, you know, something like that, uh, where you would go to, uh, I guess, I don't know, Planned Parenthood, or there's also, um, or it, it wouldn't happen. I mean, it's not that it wouldn't happen. Oh, my God, I'm getting so confused in my own thoughts. Hold on. All right. <laughs> I just get so worked up sometimes, and I, I don't know when to calm down. All right, but, but so it's not a matter of if it if it's legal or not. It's it's more of a matter of it's going to happen whether it's it, it's legal or not. It's going to happen. There's going to be abortions taking place. It's just that under the Roe versus Wade, they are protected. Under the Constitution, uh, women are. And it's more of a right for them. I mean, it should be like a, a choice. I mean, like, that's if it's kind of like gets into that area of like, I, I personally, I don't think that the fetus is really like any kind of like, I don't, I don't think it's alive. I'm telling, up, you know, again, my opinion, but, you know. This gets into a very, very controversial area, and, uh, you know. All right, but it, again, I have to stress that it's, abortion will happen whether it, it's legal or not legal. It's just that women have to be protected under the law. Otherwise, you know, we're going to have, uh, the, like, people running rings where you would do it underground and probably be less sanitary and, and probably women would uh, probably be more deaths because of it. And also, let's say, um, what if, what if uh, a woman gets raped? What about that? You're saying that they now have to live, like, with, with that, like, I mean, it, it it's just like, there should be their choice, I mean, if they can't go through with that, I mean, I mean, come on, let's, let's be uh, realistic here. I know there's that whole uh, religion of, of morality, but, you know, it's just like, like this, like what you're listening to right now, it's a choice. You can, even though people are saying, uh, oh, uh, this is bad, let's say uh, me, like, I've had complaints where they go, oh, uh, this is offensive, uh, I'm going to turn it off, or, or uh, I'm going to complain about it. You know what? Instead of, instead of like, going to that umph degree, why don't you just turn it off? It's just like a blender. Say you have a blender. There you go. There's the blender. Now, you're going to call the blender company and say, hey, you know, this, this noise is offensive. It's really offensive. Defending me, and and I, I just uh, you know I want to call you to tell you that it's offensive. What what you could do? Turn it off, or change change the setting. You know, it, same thing with radio. I mean, if you don't like what you hear, 
uh, instead of going to some umph degree where you think that your voice is the voice of everyone when, when it's probably not. I mean, most people don't really care. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm looking too much into this. But uh, I think if, if they re-challenge the Roe versus Wade and it gets overturned, it's there's going to be a huge, huge backlash um, against against the the government. I mean, there's just going to be it, it's just going to be a mess. I can tell you that right now. So I don't know. It's getting pretty scary with with that. But uh, all right, I, I've talked a lot, so I want to play some. More Brian Regan to, to, you know, lighten up the mood. I know it's kind of a rough transition, but uh, let's just go into some Brian Regan. Um, this is him. Uh, this is Stupid in School, where uh, Brian Regan uh, talks about his, his school life. So you're listening to Nick on WQKE. I don't know. I'd be a lot better off if I would have studied more when I was growing up, you know? But you know where it all went wrong was the day they started the spelling bee. Because up until that day I was an idiot, but nobody else knew, you know? When the spelling bee day, you know, popped up. All right, kids, up against the wall. It's time for public humiliation. Spell a word wrong. Sit down in front of your friends. You know? That's great for little egos. Hey, look at me. I'm a moron. I wasn't even close. I was using numbers and stuff. That's why I admired that kid who spelled it wrong on purpose so he could sit down, you know? He knew he wasn't going to win, so why stand there for three hours? First round, cat, K-A-T, I'm out of here. <laughs> then as he passed you, <laughs> I know there's two T's. <laughs> I remember my teacher asked me, Brian, what's the I before E rule? <sighs> um... I before E, always. What are you, an idiot, Brian? Apparently. So she explains it, no, Brian, it's I before E, except after C, and when sounding like A, as a neighboring way, and on weekends, and holidays, and all throughout May, and you'll always be wrong no matter what you say. That's a hard rule. That's a rough rule. Plurals were hard, too. Brian, how do you make a word a plural? You put an S. You put an S at the end of it. When? On weekends and holidays. No, Brian. No, let me show you. So she asked this kid who knew everything, Erwin. Erwin, Erwin, what is he plural for? Ox. Oxen. The farmer used his oxen. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for box? Boxing. I bought two boxing of donuts. Oh, no, Brian, no. Let's try another one. Erwin, what is the plural for goose? Geese. I saw a flock of geese. Brian, what? Brian, what's the plural for moose? Moosin! 
I saw a flock of moose. There are many of them, many much moose out in the woods. In the woods, in the woods. In. The meat's wanting the food. Food is the eating, is it? The meat's wanting the food, and in the wooding, is it? And the food in the wooding, is it? Brian, Brian, you're an imbecile. Imbecilin. What, are you speaking German, Brian? German. Jermaine. Jermaine Jackson. Jackson Fatino. Brian, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know. I don't know, really. I think the worst day was the day the science project was due. Waking up that morning, that was fun, huh? Your head would pop off your pillow. Oh, no. That's due today. I had nine months to work on it. It did nothing. I have a cardboard box. A boxing. And you'd show up, you're scared because you don't have anything good, and you find out all the other kids, their parents made theirs for them. I hated that, you know? They're backmen on flatbed trucks. One kid with a volcano. He didn't have to zip up his own pants, but he built a volcano. He had to swing that. I don't know what to do for my project, so I brought in a paper cup filled with dirt, just hoping she'd know I'm an idiot and just walk right on past me. As long as I was holding something. <laughs> what do you have there, Brian? It's a cup of dirt. Just put an F on there and let me go. We'll explain it. Well, it's a cup with dirt in it. I call it cup of dirt. You should move on now. You should go ahead and move on. Head on down the line there. So she went to this one kid. There was a kid in my class. He made the same solar system like 19 years in a row, you know? Bunch of styrofoam balls held together with coat hangers. Hey, you're breaking some new ground there, Copernicus. He's going, the big yellow one's the sun. The yellow one is the sun. Okay. All right. What are these other planets? The big yellow one is the sun. All right. Calm down. All right. Hey, it's uh, Nick back with you. I'm going to play some music, and then uh, we'll come back and, and wrap things up. Uh, we'll play some music. Go to a break, come back. I got a few news stories, and uh, let's see. One of them is uh, another. Oh, geez, I didn't even have anything. All right, this is. Uh, all right, let me just do this one then right now. This is storm drops brown dark. I didn't even. I just. I don't even know where I grabbed this. Storm drops dark brown snow in Colorado. What? Snow that some residents described as dark chocolate brown was reported across Colorado Thursday, uh, a result of wind storm in the northern Arizona that kicked up dust that fell with the snow overnight. Uh, that's what the officials are saying. It's pretty much statewide, said uh, the director of the Colorado Avalanche Information Center. We've had reports from San Juan, Winter Park, all over. Green says it's not unusual to see plumes of reddish dust from the desert southwest drop uh, on the Rockies Mountains in the spring. So, uh, 
Okay. Well, that was a crazy story. That was just so insane. Wow. I really wish I didn't read that, but whatever. All right, so we're going to play some music. This is, you know what, I can't even, Southampton Collection. Uh, oh, Southampton Champions. No, the Eastern Conference Champions. There we go. Uh, and this is Gucci number three. Uh, I don't know who they are, so it says it's good, so I'm going to go with it. This is uh, Nick and uh, on WQK. one careless act to start a wildfire. So next time you build a campfire, find an open site. Clear from dry brush. Keep the fire small. 
and when you're done, properly drown the fire. Stir with stir it with a shovel, then drown it again. Only you can prevent wildfires. Brought to you by the USDA Forest Service, your state forester, the Ad Council, and in partnership with the National Association of Broadcasters. <laughs> oh my god, that is funny! <laughs> Hey, it's, uh, Nick, back with you, throw on my headphones, and, okay, alright, let's, uh, I don't know, I guess we'll do, I got some crazy news stories left over, but first thing I wanted to, uh, talk about, which, uh, I found, a, to give myself a little, a little hearty har, or a little, a little laugh, was that whenever somebody, like, uh, when the person, Jess, Jessica, called before and said she was from Alabama, all of a sudden I get this, like, like Alabama, I don't know, southern accent, like, from Alabama. It's like, what? why do I need to do that? I know other people do this. It's not just me. Like, if you hear something like that, it's like, it's like, oh, I'm from, uh, from Mississippi. Oh, you're from Mississippi. And then, and then you start doing that. Why? Is that even necessary? It's like they know what, what their accent sounds like. I mean, what, I don't know. Maybe it's just some instinctive thing that uh, people do. But, uh, alright, I just, I just noticed I did that. But that's just me. Okay, let's... Oh, good. A woman in Spain has a 15-pound baby. This is... This is off the AP. It says a Colombian woman has given birth to a 15-pound baby, the largest in 40 years in Madrid's main maternity hospital. The 38-year-old mother, identified only as Roseo, has uh, gestational diabetes, which can cause women to give birth to larger-than-usual babies and a track record. Her first daughter, now nine, weighs uh, weighed five kilos, which is 10.2 pounds at birth. How do you fit that? How does that come out? Is that that have to be a C-section? I'm guessing. It doesn't say. It says, uh, the mother gained, uh, <laughs> uh, the mother said she gained 48 pounds during the pregnancy, and toward the end she could barely walk. Uh, yes, it was a C-section, a cesarean section, uh, in, <laughs> in a procedure that ended up surprising most veteran nurses. Roseo said, I got scared when the nurses said, oh my god, I was unconscious, and with an epidural, and I was afraid because I did not know the baby had problems, uh, if the baby had problems, or in the end, I, would having, I was having more than one, as predicted by some people who had seen my belly. That's, uh, that's disgusting. A 15-pound baby? I don't know, uh, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say. Alright, well, uh, alright. This is, uh, man fights for right to display signs in yard. Uh, clash over of freedom of expression and community ordinances has a South Lebanon, uh, yeah, Lebanon man going to court over his pigs. Paul Baker says that the city cited him for signs he has outside his pig pen that read, Danger, Warning, Hogs Bite. The people who live 
in the new neighborhood across the property are threatening to sue him if he doesn't remove the signs. City leaders say that the signs are against the community ordinance. Baker says that he'll be in court next month because he says he's not violating any law. What? I don't. What, I don't know what law hogs bite. I guess that could be some kind of sexual pun, but if the guy has pigs, I mean, the guy has pigs. He's got. I mean, he's gotta. He's gotta let people know about his hogs. His hogs bite. I mean, you don't want your hog biting anyone. I mean, God forbid I had a hog, or not to say that I don't, but I don't need to. If, if it's gonna bite people, I mean, I got. I gotta let the people know that it's gonna. That it might. It might. You know, take a little nibble. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe I should stop now because I don't need to get in any trouble. Okay. Let's see here. This is no. I'm not. Okay. This is um. A new house nightmare? No. Where did it go? Oh, court allows hallucinogenic tea. This I want to hear about. This is off the AP. A small branch of South American religious sect may use hallucinogenic tea as part of a ritual intended to connect with God. A unanimous Supreme Court ruled uh, Tuesday. In (laughs) In its first religious freedom decision under Chief Justice John Roberts, the court said... The government cannot hinder religious practices without proof of quote-unquote compelling need to do so. This is a very important decision for minority religious freedom in this country. Yeah, this is. It says the tea known as, uh, which contains the illegal drug known as DMT, is considered sacred to the members of the sect. Uh which has a blend of Christian beliefs and South American uh, traditions. Members believe that they can understand God only by drinking the tea, which is consumed twice a month at four-hour ceremonies. Wow. So that means, like, I could create my own religious sect right now and, and, you know, maybe get some... uh, I want my own hallucinogenic tea. This sounds like uh, it's a great step for uh, it was going on a great step for uh, for people, but uh, so go religious sect. That's S E C T S, and not not another word that sounds like that. But uh, yeah, I just gotta cover my ass sometimes. So yeah, so if if see if we can do it. Let's get together, and we'll start our own re- religious, you know, group, and, and we'll say, hey, you know, I need to connect with God uh, twice, a, twice a month, you know, maybe even five times a month. You know what? I need to connect with God every day, and I need hallucinogenic tea. So, you know, that, that sounds like it's a great step uh, into a new realm. So, this is Nick. I've been with you for t- here for two hours on Godly Hours. And I'm sure you've had fun. You heard me uh, flip out about abortion and all that other fun stuff. But uh, we had some good times. Next week I will have more comedy CDs, including, you know, like Dane Cook, Mitch Hetberg, uh, Stephen Lynch, and maybe more Brian Regan. So this is WQKE. Stay tuned. Uh, you're listening to WQKE Plattsburgh. So keep in touch with yourself.
everyone and, and, and God with hallucinogenic tea though we'll, we'll spoon later